0: In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, we read the text of the message. Today we begin a four-Sunday series on faithfulness, faithfulness. And we're going to examine what it means and what it means to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let me read that again. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. A revival meeting was being held in a village church and uh, many had been saved during the meeting. At the end of the, one of the sermons one night, the, the preacher asked if the person that helped you come to know Christ as your Savior or had an influence on you, if that person is in the audi- audience today, would you just go and, and hug that person or just say thank you? Just a brief word. And the scene that followed was beautiful. People went to Sunday school teachers They went to mother or daddy, brother or sister, some friend. Some went to the pastor. There was an old lady sitting over here, never said a word, never held an office, never taught a Sunday school class, never said anything publicly, just lived a quiet, godly life. She was poor, had an old bonnet on. An amazing thing happened. Scores and scores of people lined up by that lady to say to her, it was your consistent, faithful Christian life that led me to know Jesus. It is not always the public speakers. It is not always the preachers or the Sunday school teachers, though God uses teachers. But God uses anybody who will be faithful the Bible has so much to say about faithfulness. Webster in the dictionary describes faithfulness as complete confidence, fidelity to one's promise, personal loyalty, full of faith, loyal, constant, staunch, steadfast, unswerving adherence, affirmative in devotion. In the Old Testament, it speaks of God as absolutely reliable, firmly constant. In Lamentations 3:23, His faithfulness is great. In Psalm 36:5, His faithfulness is extensive. In Psalm 105, his faithfulness is enduring. In Deuteronomy 32:4, his faithfulness is likened to a rock. And the testimony is their rock, little R is not like our rock, the big R. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. In Deuteronomy 7, 9, his covenant of loyalty is steadfast. His faithfulness is steadfast. By relying on God, the righteous man receives that which he could not have in his own even if a man forgets, God is still faithful. In 1 Corinthians 1.9, God's faithfulness guarantees His sons will go to glory. You know why you're going to heaven? It's not because you're good. Those that have doctrines that say you can be saved and then if you sin you'll go to hell don't understand God's faithfulness. We're going to heaven. The only reason any of us is going to heaven is because of God's faithfulness. And he promised that if we'd trust his son and what Jesus did on the cross is enough to forgive our sins. He would save us and take all of his sons to glory. So if someone should ask you today, are you going to heaven? The first question you have to ask yourself is, am I saved? Have I put my faith in Christ? Not have I sinned. There's not one that hasn't sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're here and you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself. The truth is not in you. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it is God's faithfulness that makes us candidates for heaven. In 2 Corinthians 1.18... His faithfulness fulfills His promise. In 1 Peter 4, 9, He brings triumph to the sufferers. In 1 John 1, 9, He forgives our sins. God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We said this in Sunday school this morning. God is able to work all things together for good to those who love Him. There's not one person who has blown it who's made a mess of life, who's made some tragic mistake. But if you'll come back to God, he'll forgive you. He'll forgive you, and then he'll cleanse you, and he'll use you. That's what he did for David. That's what he did for Naomi in our Sunday school lesson today. That's what he did for Simon Peter, who denied the Lord, cursed If you want to get to God today, if that want to is there, you can come. Whoever you are, whatever you need, whatever your problem, whatever your tragic mistake. Christ receiveth sinful men. In the New Testament, faithful men do his duty diligently. As a servant in Matthew 25. As a steward in Luke chapter 12. The Bible speaks of a number of faithful men. In 1 Corinthians 4:17, he speaks of Timothy. Paul said, I have no one like Timothy. You remember Timothy lived in Lystra. And Paul, on one of the missionary journeys, went to Lystra. And they stoned him and left him for dead. And God revived him and he came back. Yeah. Timothy saw that. He gave his life to Jesus. And when Paul came back on another missionary journey, Timothy was about 17, he said, can I go with you? And Eunice and Lois, his mother and grandmother, let Timothy go. And Timothy was the youngest of the disciples in those early years. And Paul said, I have nobody like Timothy. He is faithful in all things. He is full of faith. In Ephesians 6.21, we read about Tychicus. Paul was surrounded by some godly young men. And Tychicus was one of them. And Tychicus gave his life on the altar for Jesus. In Colossians 4.9, we read about Onesimus. Onesimus was a slave that was owned by Philemon. And Onesimus ran away. He got tired of being a slave. And somewhere in the Roman world, Paul met Onesimus. He told him about Jesus. And Onesimus, the runaway slave, gave his heart to Jesus. He became close to Paul. And Paul wrote back to Philemon and said, I have Onesimus. And because he's your slave, I'm going to send him back. But don't treat him like a slave. Treat him like a brother because he's been faithful. And when I was in Rome in prison, he hunted me up and ministered to me. Amen. That's the kind of man God has used. Sylvanius is spoken of in 1 Peter 5, 12. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul says, I have kept the faith. I've finished the course. Amen. Time my departure is at hand. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not for me only, but for all those that love his appearing. Amen. Timothy, Titus, Tychicus, Sylvanus, the Apostle Paul, others were faithful men of God. Henry Longfellow said, "Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing, leave behind us footprints in the sands of time, footprints that perhaps another sailing o'er life, solemn main, a forlorn shipwrecked brother." Seeing may take heart again. I think of some great faithful people in our church. I think of Ms. Paisley over here. She's been on our staff for 34 years. Precious. I don't like, think she likes for me to talk about. It. She's had a few strokes. She just keeps right on going. Keeps going, going. Amen. I think of Lee Kennedy. Amen. Our first convert. First man saved and baptized by this church. He took off like a jet airplane kept on going. Faithful unto death. In the last few weeks of his life, his wife was very sick and he had to stay with her a lot of times. But Every time he could get away, he was right over here. He was right at the head of the battle. He was on every building committee we had. He was on the long-range planning committee that recommended the buying of this property and foresaw what we were going to do next. And then God said, Lee, it's enough. You're 84. Come on home. And God took him home to heaven. A faithful man. I think of Geraldine Smith. Geraldine Smith started serving when she, we were in the house over on Jones Avenue. And she kept on. And when we started the mission on, at uh, Glendale Chapel on Fifth Street, she went down there and served there for a number of years. And then when they became a church, she moved back here. And she was here every Sunday. Man. You know what Geraldine Smith would do? Every time I had a funeral, every time she was there in the funeral home, whether she knew them or not, she said, I think somebody from our church ought to be at that funeral. And she was there. And then she got cancer. And God took her home. I miss her. Some of you do too. But Geraldine Smith was a faithful lady. Thank God for her. I think of Ms. J.C. Ragland. I think of Hugh McGuire over here. Hugh McGuire gave his heart to Christ in 1958, and he kept on going. We started the mission over here at Log Church, I mean, at uh, Fifth Street. He went down there and served there as Sunday School Director, and worked for a long time, then came back here. He's an usher this morning. I think he's about 100 years old. Is that right? And he keeps on going, keeps on going. I'm trying to keep up with him. God bless you, Hugh. You think of all these people. J.C. Carter, he never misses a service. Amen. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, he's here. And he was at the prayer vigil. And he's in all these things. He and his wife. And his wife's a good cook. She brought me some food while I was sick. J.C. brought it. He, she fixed it. I appreciate it. I think of Lonnie Cook, who gave his testimony this morning. Amen. Lonnie was saved, I think, in 1964. And he just kept on going, going and going and going. He's been a deacon all these years. Keeps on for the Lord. Wasn't that a blessing what he said to us a while ago? I got blessed by that. That that was enough of a sermon for this morning. I think of Richie Ham, Richie and Pam. They're always here. And they're children. And when little Steve came, Richie gave Steve to all of us. (laughs) He belongs to all of us. He comes up here and preaches sometimes. If you don't, stay around after church sometimes and see Steve up here preaching. Amen. He's a blessing because of daddy. But Richie had a daddy that brought him to the altar. He was a little baby. And he brought his son Kevin to the altar when he was a little baby. Gave him to the Lord. That man's been faithful. I just thank God for the faithful people. I think of Miss Retha. Mrs. Vaught, Ms. Ricketts, Ms. Ricketts back here, faithful unto death. Her husband went to be with the Lord, and she said, I'm keeping on going. She's going to keep on going. Her son's a pastor at Prince Avenue Baptist Church in Athens, Georgia, and her heart's down there. But she's here faithful Sunday after Sunday. Now listen, lives of great ones all remind us they're no different from the rest of us. We can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints. I heard a sermon the other day, five minutes after I die, what then? What are people going to say? I was in the hospital when Helen died. Well, I was with them when she died, but I was was sick. I couldn't be here at the funeral. I'm glad uh, Brother Ron came and Brother Johnny, and they had the funeral. But three or four weeks before that, Helen was here in church. I knew she'd been sick. As she left, I said, Miss Helen, you don't really feel like being here today. She said, no, I don't, but I wanted to be in church. She loved the church. And she and Dean were here regularly all the time. Faithful. Don't those people sort of make you, don't they provoke us to jealousy? To say, I want to be like that too. I want to be faithful. Faithful unto death. I want to keep on keeping on. going, on, going on. I don't want to be a quitter. Let me close by just mentioning this. There are several scriptures in the, that say these are faithful sayings. In 1 Timothy 1, 15, this is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And in Titus 3, 8, this is a faithful saying. These things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. A fourfold application, and I'm through. Number one, faithfulness implies loyalty to Jesus. During the Boxer Rebellion in China, one of the soldiers came to a school You know, Lottie Moon was there at that time and had won many, many people to Jesus. This was a girls' school. There were 150 people in that school, about maybe 125, something like that. And the announcement was made. They're putting a cross outside the building. When you come out, if you walk on that cross and spit on it, you'll be free. If you come out and don't walk on that cross you'll be killed. Seven young ladies walked out of there and walked over the cross and they were free. The eighth girl came trembling out the door. She knelt at the cross and kissed it. They shot her. One hundred other young ladies came out that door and did the same thing and they were all killed because they were loyal, faithful to Jesus. I'm asking you, are we the kind of people that will be faithful to Jesus in our loyalty to him? From hover hill and plain there comes a signal strain to his loyalty, loyalty to Christ. Amen. Secondly, faithful to our church. There are some people that go to church, hit and miss. If they feel like it, they go. If they don't feel like it, they don't go. Get up on the morning, Sunday morning. And they say, well, I feel like sleeping in. They sleep in. They're not faithful. They come sometimes and don't come sometimes. I don't know if you want to be faithful. You want to be somebody that can be called faithful, faithful unto death. Be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee the crown of life. We need to be here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, three to thrive. I'd like to encourage some of you that never come back on Sunday night to be here tonight. Come on Sunday night. Come on Wednesday night. You get a blessing. God will bless you. Do you want to be faithful? Or do you want one of the the crowd? I think of our beloved America. I don't know how you feel about the war. I I, I pray that it could be avoided if at all possible. No one likes to see our young men go out, become fodder to be shot at. God help us. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't for anything stand up here and be one of those protesters, the anti-American people that are against America. God help them. They couldn't do that in Iraq. They couldn't do that in China. They couldn't do it where those rulers, dictators rule. And yet in America, they can do it and they take advantage of our liberties. They're not a bit faithful at all. I think we ought to be faithful you may agree or disagree with our president you may agree or disagree with the war but you don't want to stand up against our nation and when our men go out to war they don't go because they want to they go because they have to and we need to pray for them every Wednesday night in this church we pray for those men that are on our prayer list in the service if you want to add others to it you feel free to do it thirdly Not only loyal to Jesus because we're going to be faithful. Not only faithful to his church. And I want to tell you, Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. If you don't love his church, there's something wrong. How can you love God and not love his people? There's a fallacy there. But thirdly, we need to be faithful as stewards. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You and I don't own anything. We don't own this building. There was a day in 1962 when we all came together and Dr. R. G. Lee was the preacher. And we gave this building to God. It's his. That's the reason we ask you not to leave Coke cans and bottles and things all over the building. And Chewing gum wrappers, if you chew chewing gum and candy, put the things in your pocket, in your purse. Don't leave it on the floor. Don't mess up God's house. This is His house. I don't think we even ought to run or play games in here. You know, folks, let's be faithful as stewards of what God has given us. We don't own our body. That's the reason we ought not to give our body in sin. We need to be good stewards. We don't own our clothes. We need to ask God what to wear. I don't know whether it would be ludicrous to tell this story or not. I've lost some weight. And I couldn't get my pants to hold up. The other day I had to safety pin my pants to a shirt. So I had to go the other day and get a new pair of pants. And that's what I got on this morning so they won't fall down. I don't own these. They're gods. They belong to him. I have to ask him what to wear. Listen, we don't own our bank accounts either. We don't own our salaries. They just pass through our hands. God allows us to have them. And the scripture says, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Do you know how this church building was paid for? You and you and you and you and you. We didn't have any rich people that came along and said, well, I'll pay all of it together. Now, there is a church in Bowling Green that was built like that. It's called after that man's name. I won't mention it. The people didn't have to pay a penny. The man built it, and they named it after him. Well, that's okay. But God has never done us that way. Not one time. In the 48 years history of this church, everything, Step we've made. We've made by sacrifice. People have said, I'm going to be a steward. I'm going to give more than I can give. I'm going to do more than I can do. One year, we had canvassers years ago. We're not having canvassers this year. We're just asking everybody to fill out their estimate of giving card. Everybody ought to do that. Anyway, had canvassers and. One of our canvassers came back and told me there was a lady in our church they didn't want to go see, but they did go to see her. They, of course, we'd sent out letters and so on. Everybody knew what was going on. They went to her house, but they didn't ask her for a, a gift or anything. They just said, we'll pray with you. Before they left, the lady said, uh, aren't we building a building? Well, they said, yes, we are. She said, they said, she said, you didn't say anything about it. Well, she said, they said, we know that you we didn't want to embarrass ourselves or you we know you couldn't give anything and that lady said I have sacrificed and saved until you came and I've got it and she went over and got her little handkerchief with her money in it and she said I've done without some meals, I've done without some washing I put it in here I want my church to have it Sacrifice. Not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. Every young boy, every young girl, every teenager, every man, every woman, all of us can sacrificially give that we might be faithful as stewards. And last of all, we might be faithful in our concern for souls. Oh, God, help us to reach the lost at any cost. There are folks all around that are dying. They need Jesus. God help us to be faithful, to be concerned, to be alert. Today is Prospect Sunday, and in your bulletin is a little prospect slip. We're asking everybody to think through someone that you know who is either lost or inactive and put their name and address and approximate age on that and turn it in either today or tonight or next Sunday and get that in. Somebody you care about, somebody you pray for. There are folks here today who've been won to faith in Christ because somebody cared. How much do we care? There are loved ones in the glory whose dear forms we often miss when we close our earthly story Will we join them in their bliss. One by one, their seats were emptied. One by one, they went away. Now the circle has been broken. Will it be complete one day? Do you have a loved one who needs Jesus? Don't forget that one. Pray. Get them under the word of God. And if you're here without Jesus today, let me plead with you. Come to him. There's forgiveness in Christ. No matter what your sin is, no matter how dark it is, all the dark stains can be cleansed. And though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow washed in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus forgives, and then he cleans us up. And then he says, get in the battle. I'll use you. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the word of God. That reminds us it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Help us to be found faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please. Let me encourage everyone here to have a desire in his heart to be faithful unto death. Some among us today have that desire in your heart. You've never really made that commitment. You don't have to come forward to make a commitment like that. You can make it right where you stand. Just say, Lord, from this time on, I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to be faithful to Jesus in loyalty, to your church as a steward and somebody that cares about lost souls. And if you're here and you're not saved, I pray that you'll come to Christ this morning just as you are. Whatever God has said to your heart, some ought to move your membership here, become part of this church. While we pray, while we sing, what is our number?